Hallelujah. Let's all thank Him together. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your amazing grace. Lifting up our hands, lifting up our voices. So thankful we can be free in the Spirit tonight. Lift up our hearts together and rejoice. The family of God has come through another school season, another time, Lord, of victory. We've been wa- you've been waved over us. And now mature people standing on the earth from the little children, the young people, the middle-aged, the older ones are recognizing we're standing in a graduation season. One glorious day we're going to leave this earth. We're preparing ourselves tonight, oh God. Pray that you'd clear away the fog of our hearts, of our minds, of our spirits. If there's any tiredness, weariness, or sickness, may tonight's service be a time of refreshing. Bless all of our visitors, family that's come in, friends that's joined us. Bless all of our graduates, Lord. Bless all of the children, the young people, as they move up into another time. Bless the older ones, Lord, as we even hear concerning that tonight, Lord, of our graduation, seasons of our lives and changes that we understand, Lord, the mind of the Spirit and what you would want done within our lives. Lord, fill us, O God, tonight. Let us, Lord, be impacted by the Holy Ghost. We bless your name and we remember our dear sister Tiffany, her last service tonight. We've enjoyed her. We've been participating in her life these last years and we pray a blessing upon her life. Give her heart a song and give her freedom, Lord, as she goes back to China to know that you've been good to her. And keep her safe until the rapture. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, musicians. Thank you. First Samuel chapter 22. We'll go right to the scripture. We'll turn to the Old Testament a couple places. And First uh, Chronicles chapter 11. I'm starting something new tonight. Um, I put an alarm on my iPad so it'll go off at a certain time. Amen. So that's good for us. Hallelujah. Especially on a Wednesday night. We don't want to keep you longer than we have been. So I repent publicly. And I just pray the Lord will help us. Amen. And Well, we can help ourselves by putting an alarm too. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. So many graduates are here tonight. Even on a midweek, congratulations. And as we're going to hear in a few minutes, even the middle-aged and older ones, graduation speaks of an ending of a season, but also an encouragement to reach forward. First Samuel chapter 22, verse 1 and 2. David is a type of Christ, and he was running from Saul as it was. He'd already been anointed, but he's not in his place yet. We see David therefore departing thence and escaped to the cave Agilon. And when his brethren and all his father's house heard it, they went down thither to him. Notice the people that gathered around David. Everyone that was in distress. And everyone that was in debt. And everyone that was discontented. Gathered themselves unto him. And he became a captain over them, and there was with him about 400 men. There's not very many of us that would have chose these type of people. But David was expressing the nature of God that was looking down the road. And God didn't choose you when you had it all together. He chose you and I when we were out of our place, when we were lost, when we were out of our way. Spiritually bankrupt. We were discontented. We were distressed. Because he knew he was coming to his kingdom. And that we were going to be part of those that would be sitting on the throne. I want you to hold that thought tonight. This was your past life. But we are going to the throne. First Chronicles chapter 11 verse 15. We'll get the longing of David and the longing of his heart as we prepare for this great graduation day. First Chronicles chapter 11 verse 15. Now three. This is a wonderful chapter if you'd like to read this chapter in your time. But three of the 30 captains 
speaking about David's mighty men, which were Gentiles. Three of the 30 captains went down to the rock to David into the cave of Adullam. And the host of the Philistines encamped in the valley of Rephaim. And David was then in the hold. And the Philistines' garrison was then at Bethlehem. And David longed. David's a type of Christ. So there was a longing. There is a desire. And in verse 17, in my Bible, there's an exclamation mark at the end. What about your Bible? That means he was speaking from a desire. He was looking back over what he had gone through in his life. And there came a desire. There came a longing. He said, oh, that one would give me drink of the water of the well of Bethlehem that is at the gate. And the three, these are the three of the captains, break through the host of the Philistines and drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate and took it and brought it to David. And David would not drink of it, but poured it out to the Lord and said, my God forbid it me that I should do this thing. Shall I drink the blood of these men that have put their lives in jeopardy? For with the jeopardy of their lives, they brought it. Therefore, he would not drink it. These things did these three mightiest. Amen. God bless you. You can have your seats. Preparing for the great graduation day and... We are in a graduation week. Um, this has uh, been a wonderful last several weeks. We were at one last night down in Tacoma. One of the young ladies from our ch- uh, church will be at one tomorrow night. We'll be at another one Friday night, another one Saturday night. I mentioned to Brother Tom, if we can just make it through this week, it'll all be fine. <laughs> Amen. I think when we make it up on that great graduation day, there's going to be some sighs of relief. Some glory to God. Some we made it. Amen. You might look over and say, what are you doing here? And they might look at you and say, what are you doing here? And we're all going to say we made it. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. A lot of graduations, you know, they bring whistles and air horns. And uh, a lot of graduations I've been to, the believers are some of the loudest in the whole group. And they'll say the name and they'll say the person and it was all kinds of screaming and yelling. And I'm glad to know we're in a family of God that's got some energy. Hallelujah. We might be a little intense sometimes, but it's all for good reason. We're happy. We're happy to be Christians. And tonight we're preparing for the great graduation day. And before we get into this thought of graduation, I wanted to speak um, a couple moments on the two scriptures that we just read out of 1 Samuel and also 1 Chronicles. Because it was those type of people that are gathered around the word, gathered around Christ, are usually people that don't didn't have it all together very much in their past. Maybe bad attitudes. You're a little quiet tonight, but... All of us weren't born again before the word came by our way. We were in distress. We were spiritually in debt and we were discontented. But I'm glad the mighty angel came by our way and spoke to us personally. And we've been brought out of tombs of despair and he's made up the difference. I'm thinking of the good Samaritan and when he was helping that um, that man that had been beaten and... Um, when he took the man to the inn, which was the type of the church, and he said to the owner of the inn, he said, and if there's any lacking, uh, when I return, I'll make up the difference. And Brother Branham said that was speaking of Christ. And when he returns, if there's anything lacking on our part, he's going to make up the difference. So on a Wednesday night, let's not be focusing on our lacks or on our just our needs. But let's be focusing on our Lord Jesus is coming back. And our graduation day is before us. And we want to be ready for that. There's not going to be a lot of sorrow in heaven. Your heart might be crushed tonight. But there's not going to be a lot of that over there. There's a great healing land we're going to. 
So why just, you know, we say we're going to go from night to day. That's true. But I think there can be some praising here and thanking the Lord now here. Even though our cross might be great tonight as these uh, men that were gathered around David. What a church that would have been. It was 400 and the next chapter it went to 600. David was gathering not all the intellectuals and not all the good looking and people that had a lot of money. He was gathering people that, that needed help. But he was looking beyond their natural and where they were then. He was looking down the road. Can we do that tonight? Can we look down the road? And as we look in First Chronicles 11, I want to just bring this into the graduation thought tonight about David having a longing. Because remember, David was a shepherd. He was a shepherd boy, and he knew what it was like to have sheep. And, and he knew, as Brother Branham described it, it was a very hot day that it was that day when David longed for the water. He was longing to have some refreshment. He was longing for a satisfying portion because he had remembered what it was like for it to be hot and get a good refreshing drink from Bethlehem. So now as he's running and trying to get away from uh, Saul, if you kept your Bible open in verse 17, the Bible says David longed. And he said this with emphasis, with a exclamation, Oh, that one would give me drink of the water of the well of Bethlehem that is at the gate. He was being very specific. I want water from a certain well. And today it's not just a natural thirst. It was a soul thirst. David, a type of Christ, was longing to have his kingdom established. He was tired of running and tired of just being in a place where his family and his uh, mother and father that had joined themselves. But he wanted to have peace. He wanted to be able to see the church mature to the place where these people that have been disconnected and uh, in, disgruntled could finally come to their place of looking over their God-giving land and knowing they had made the right decision. I want to say tonight to you that have made your decision for Christ, it's a good decision. Come follow me is a graduation challenge Especially to young people, especially to young adults or to any person. Whatever time of your life that you hear God speaking to you, longing for a fresh drink, longing for something that's real, I would respond to that. See, a lot of disgruntlement today, a lot of people that are unhappy, a lot of people that are reaching for satisfaction. And God has brought the water to you. God has brought the word to you as Bethlehem means house of God's bread and house of God's water. You have been born in that place. It's not very far from you. It's the Lord Jesus has surrounded your life and David now longing for someone. And I like the scripture when it says these warriors fought their way through the Philistines. I'm bringing this now to you graduates and young and old. God is just Challenging us in this hour. Who can give Jesus a fresh drink in this Laodicean time? And I believe you're responding to that challenge. There will be young people that rise to the challenge. You're better than you were in August, September last year. You've grown. Not just out of your shoes and your uniform. And you're not just stepping into a new grade naturally. Spiritually, God has seen your heart. And you are satisfying the heart of Jesus Christ. They fought their way through the unbelief. They fought their way through the clouds of that was all around them. And they drew water out of the very well that David was longing. I thank God today for a people that is getting Jesus the very water that he desired. It's not just movies or, or internet. Or it's not just money they're looking for. He didn't ask for money. He asked for water. Something fresh. It's, it's not just gaming. It's not just another degree. It's a certain thing that he was longing. Can I say he was longing for a bride? Longing for a certain character that only you have. It's just maturing out now. And they fought their way through 
got the water from the uh, well that was by the gate and brought it to David. And it's very amazing that David did not drink that water and be satisfied and take it selfishly. But the Bible says he would not drink of it, but poured it out to the Lord. He poured it out to the Lord. And we think oftentimes how you or I, or we look at our lives that it's just being poured out into the sands of time, just maybe a waste or maybe just going, but God is looking at it just the opposite. God can do whatever he wants to with our lives. It's not always the mountaintop and just sitting on the throne. It's through the valley. He restores our soul. But he's trying to get a generation of believers that will mature to the place, whatever they're going through. If he's pouring it out on the ground, or if they're the captain of hundreds or thousands, or if they're just following along and being a doormat, it's not in themselves that they see the value just going out through the sands. They just know that they did what the king wanted them to do. And I wonder if we can accept that tonight at this graduation season. It's not what we want to do in life. It's what the king wants of our lives. David was actually looking ahead as a sign and a witness and a testimony when he poured it out on the ground that these men that have jeopardized their lives are going to be with me in my kingdom. He didn't look at just indebted people and you bad and never meeting the the line and you know you're never hardly there but he was looking at people though now they might have seemed dysfunctional he was looking down the road he had a vision for them and they got caught up in the vision and I want to say tonight for all of us in spite of ourselves we are going to make it in the rapture in spite of our feelings or whether we're male or female or have a lot of money or whether we're poor or beggars our soul is meeting the longing of Jesus Christ praise be to God and it's not a stagnating cistern but it's a it's a hot day that we're living in just last night as we were there with thousands of people in the Tacoma Dome and there was just one small young lady that was a believer that was graduating that night and we were happy to be there with her friends and some of her family but I thought what will it be like when we walk across that stage and receive our reward Can we think about that tonight? Think about when your name is called and you walk across the stage to receive your reward. We've already caught a glimpse of that atmosphere. It's when Brother Branham had get caught away and they said his name and he didn't know if he... Was he going to go down there? And they heard his name and people were kind of hitting him on the back and shaking his hand. And he's going down there and he comes up to the beginning of the stage and something hits him on this side. And he looks and it's his first wife, Hope. Then something hits him on this side. It's his second wife, Mida. Do I have their names right? (laughs) There wasn't no animosity and there wasn't competition. It wasn't them looking over with strife. There isn't going to be none of that there. They just had to realize that one was there for a certain season and she graduated and another one was there for another season and together we're going to our reward. I I trust tonight that we can look beyond the sweat and the fighting and the warring and see ourselves receiving that reward. What a day that's going to be. As I was thinking of this tonight, Brother Branham spoke a graduation service with some young people there in Tucson in June 1963, just right after the seals. And he was just in prayer, Lord Jesus, we're grateful for this time to know that we're assembled here, the young and old and the middle-aged. And we have assembled this side of eternity once more to speak about you. And about the things that pertain to everlasting life. And these young ones sitting in here tonight, some of them are graduating. Some has already graduated. But I realize, Lord, 
something that happened just a few hours. Now, this is June the 1st. And it just had happened back in, in February, you remember, in March, with those, with a great shock and blast. Something that happened just a few hours before that great shock or blast had taken place in the mountain up there north of Tucson when the angels of the Lord came down. I remember what was said, and especially about the young people. I pray thee, Lord, to help us to understand, and may I be able to say something to these young folks tonight that will help them along the journey. For, Lord, we all need that help at this time. So he's speaking to young people and teenagers, but there were also older ones there. Some had graduated. Some were going to graduate. But his heart was going back to the mountain When that great shock and blast, when it happened, and he remembered what was said, and especially about the young people. That's always stuck in my heart, even as a young man and as a minister raised in the message, that God has something special for young people. God loves children. God loves families. And even on June the 1st, he's speaking to people. So he knew that there was a a journey that was happening even for their moms and dads that were in the congregation. So tonight I want to take this uh, uh, thought about preparing for the great graduation day. What does graduation mean? It means there's, there's an advancement. There's been a completion. You're being promoted. You are qualified to take the next step. Graduation comes from to graduate. And you know, you know that someone is graduating by their garments, by their dress wear. They might be dressed as a civilian, but when you go up to that great graduation time, there's usually a gown or there's a little hat with a tassel and they got their diploma. You can see by their dress wear. You can see by their garments that they're about ready to graduate. And I believe the bride is about ready to graduate. We've been prepared. The garment has been put onto us. The word has been in every season of our lives. We're not going to be found half naked and just needy and void. When the body change comes and the call to come up higher comes, we're not going to be found half naked. I trust you can take this tonight personal. We are getting prepared for a graduation. We were talking last night with some of the ones and there's always an expression when you graduate, are you going to walk? Are you going to walk? There was over a thousand in the graduating class at the um, community college last night, but there was only 450 that actually came and they walked. That means, are you going to walk? Are you going to go through the ceremony? And for some, they just, you know, go through the effort and they say, I just, I just want my diploma. I just want to know I finished. But there was, there's other groups that they, they're, they want to walk. Sometimes it's their mothers or fathers saying, you are going to walk. We put you through high school, we put you through college, and, and we're hearing all kinds of, you know, people saying, well, they had stayed at a home, or their parents had supported them, or their friends had made them meals when they were trying to do exams and things. You know, whoever's getting their diploma did not get it alone. There's a lot of people around them. Brother Jonas, you can say amen. Amen. Sister Hopi just graduated last Thursday. And it's like, it's not always the person that's getting the diploma alone. There was a support team. And maybe you're here tonight that uh, you say, well, I didn't have much of a support. Well, we are your support. And sometimes we don't realize I see brother and sister Wood back there that has supported a lot of our children and our young people. I I trust tonight's service can be a time of happiness for you. We support one another. We've been Sister Tiffany's family for the last years. And we don't take that for granted. We don't see that as just, oh, close the door and another chapter and another time move along. No, these are things that we've lived with one another. When the roll is called up yonder and our pastor walks through, 
We're going to be connected with one another. If we're going to be there, we better learn to live with one another now good. And learn to look above one another's differences and idiosyncrasies. Friends, we're going to make it. Sorry, I had that in my notes. I just found it. No one gets their diploma alone. There's always others that contributed. There's parents. There's teachers. There's family. There's grandparents. There's sponsors. There's supporters that they, they, they supported that person. We're going to get into it in just a little bit, but what would you and I have done without the lovely Lord Jesus in our lives? He is the one. That's why when we make it there, we're not going to be worried about streets of gold. It's just pavement. We're not going to be worried about a mansion or that we're going to be. Where is Jesus? He's going to give you a mansion and give you a, 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 a millennium and a future home that's we don't deserve. But it's Jesus we really want to see. And I think tonight coming to a service like this, we want to see more of Jesus. I want more of Jesus in my life. We want more of Jesus to give to one another. So as we speak of graduation, just for a moment, it speaks of an ending of a season. It's usually most people are happy for achieving and stepping into another grade or they've come into another phase. I want you to listen real closely because tonight I'm going to go into another direction that maybe would be unexpected to you. But I'm not just speaking about children or young people, but middle-aged and older people are preparing for a graduation. So usually people are happy for achieving the certain phase of their lives. But it also comes with some sadness as there's a sense of change and that it's not always going to be like this again. Well, our class is going to be broken up or all of my friends or we could say, well, you enter into another season of your life. You realize it's not going to be the same as it was before. You're not going to see those faces every day. It's going to be on on the subway or on the train or some traffic jam or some boss now. You're going to have to be accountable. It's not going to be that loving teacher that kind of let you go by and gave you a little slack or the school secretary. But it's going to be somebody saying, if you do that again, you got your pink slip here. And instead of a smile, you might get a frown. That's the real world. You're graduating. You're coming to another time, to another level, where students and associates, where it's not going to be like that. But it's also that way in life that people graduate. They go on to another season and another time and another chapter. And sometimes it's speaking of an ending. It's speaking of a certain maybe junction where there seems to be a period. Yes, but it's also a beginning From what you have learned and all that you've been trying to achieve and all that you pass through to be manifested now. Because life isn't all about just books and letters and numbers. There's a real life. There's a relationship that we've got to have with our peers, with people that are above us. And I'll be real honest. There's not a lot of people that make that transition very well. They want to pull back and stay a 20-year-old something gamer. Or they just want to dress however they want and live however they want. And there's that lack of responsibility in our generation. That's what David was sensing. He was longing to have people surrounding him that could give him a fresh drink. And I believe you and I are a people that can satisfy that longing. You can satisfy the love of Jesus Christ by giving him your all. And you realize as time goes on that your past life, how it was for that season. But there's a greater love now. There's a greater life now. You've moved further down the road. And it's not to kick against that and kick against the pricks, but it's to accept that. And say, this is my calling in life. May the Lord minister to some of you tonight in this graduation week. 
You know, I'll be honest with you. The, the words of people of the world, no matter how eloquent, charismatic, down to the T. I, I listened to a general last night, 30 plus years of military, not even look at his notes. They're inspirational. They know how to hold the people. But when it really comes to the soul realm and the heart of a believer, there's just something lacking in this world. It's really the word of God and the atmosphere of the believers that can finally bring us to a peace. Is that true? And Satan is a robber and a thief wants to come right in there and take away everything that God has trained you for. Everything that you've been prepared for, Satan wants to come in there and steal your mind, steal your health, steal your joy. And it's time that we fight our way through the Philistines and say, we are going to bring Jesus a fresh drink of our life. If I've got to be one-legged or one-armed or one-eyed, I'm going to go in and bring my king a fresh drink of my life. And I'm not disregarding your pain or disregarding you wounded warriors, but I'm speaking, I'm, I'm seeking to speak inspirationally tonight to your soul that all that we have learned and all that we've now passed through, that it's been for one reason, and that is to manifest a future life and a future success. God has been moving you all along for you to come to your place. Amen. Future goals are calling to you. Future happiness awaits you. Future joy is down the road. I'm speaking about graduation and us preparing for it. Future plans are waiting to be fulfilled. And you are the person. People can have their plans. People can try to move themselves and jockey for position. But it's really only when you find your place in Christ that you'll really be happy. And you that are older ones can support this message tonight. In less than a few days, some of our children are going to be introduced to the, to the world. Our young adults, some of our children have moved up a grade now where more is required of them. Some of our apron strings need to be cut off quicker than they have been. Some of our spiritual scissors need to come out and realize that they they need to go sometimes into areas and have an experience on their own. And they don't always need a mother and and a daddy just making all their decisions. There was a time for that. But now it's time for them to move out under their training. Move out under what we've been actually... What this is all about, what church is all about, is to prepare them for real life. And you're not going to fall flat on your face. God has given you a resurrection message for you to make it without the smell of smoke on you. Your future awaits you. Your placing is calling your name tonight. Fulfill that place with all your strength, with all your devotion, with all of the the conviction in your heart that the Holy Ghost gives you. You stand for that. You stand for Christ. He'll stand for you. Your purpose in life is waiting for you. You say, where'd you get this? I wrote this down. This is my personal notes. We didn't get it from a website or Google. It's the inspiration. Of the Holy Spirit now ministering that your purpose in life is waiting for you. No one can take your place. No one can take your position. You don't have to get restless and follow a God of fear in your life. God is with you. Every breath that you take. Every moment that you're awake. And even when you're sleeping, God is with you. The angels of the Lord surround all of you. When you drive your cars, uh, Sister Michelle was driving down the highway just the night before, and Sister Sarah on a three-lane highway coming out of Seattle, and here comes two 
automobiles racing one another and they race right by her and all of a sudden one of the trucks get all turned around and come back and slam into sister Michelle Rivas's car she's a miracle to even be alive here tonight sister Sarah God bless you we don't realize, friends, going down the road of life, how there's things that just happen. There's things that go on and God has protected you. He's kept your mind virgin. He's kept your heart clean. The blood is still powerful, can cleanse a heart, sanctify a life. He's preparing you for the future. Step into your role. I'm going to say tonight, there's a word, destiny, for you. You've been pre-planned to serve God. Everything about your life, God has pre-planned. But He's not going to pull us through a little pipe and then say, Enter thou into the joys of the Lord. And He pulled us through like that. There's a life of sacrifice. You've got to give yourself. It's not always just everything smooth. And sometimes you've got to fight your way up like a salmon. And you gotta give in to those godly instincts. Sometimes the crowd isn't there. Sometimes the Sunday school teacher isn't there. Sometimes it's not Sunday. Sometimes we're not at winter camp. We're not at summer camp all the time. We live for those moments. Those are like the capstones of the whole year. But the whole year is not summer camp or winter camp. The rest of the year is our time to shine. There's times of training. There's times of teaching. There's times when God pours in. But then there's times that He wants to see us walk in our destiny. In our plan. He just loves it when we fight our way through and bring Him back a fresh drink. And some of you would love the story to say, Oh, He just sat down and I saw Him drink some of that water that I fought through. And He didn't do that. He poured it out on the ground. And sometimes you see people's attitude over the years begin to change and kind of get battle weary and they kind of get, well, why is this? And why did you do that? But that is not when we gave our heart to the Lord. It's not with all those strings attached. We give our heart to the Lord and whatever he wants to do with this water is just fine with us. I wonder if in this building tonight, who has the nature that Brother Branham had when he said, if God would kick me over into hell, when I realized I'd lived my whole life, but at the end of the journey, he would kick me over into hell. I would say, I'm still thankful that I fulfilled his purpose for my life. I wonder how many are in the building tonight that are like that, that have that kind of a love for God. I'm afraid there's been a lot of people that if they knew that's how God was going to treat them, they'd never come back to church again. They'd never open their Bible again. They they wouldn't want to serve that kind of Jesus. But there's another people that's being prepared for a graduation day. And, And that's deep within my heart. That if the Lord says at the end of it all, You fulfilled my purpose and you're not going to make it. I would have to say I would still be here tomorrow, the next day. I want to serve God. And if we're not there yet, I feel something's lacking. If we're just kind of hanging on because, well, the preacher or my parents or, you know, the teacher, as long as they're around. Well, you're graduating now. You're you're going out the door. And I hope it hasn't been all intellectual learning. I trust over the years that it hasn't just been all a lot of prop ups and the music hasn't just been for your spirit to get a little. And then when you go home, it just kind of goes and there's no real experience. I trust that you've been challenged to walk into the presence of God. You've been introduced to Jesus. You've been predestined by God. There's a bigger and a larger plan that's available for you than just what you see in the mirror. Than just what the news is trying to tell you. There's a bigger plan than than all of that. 
how many likes you have or dislikes or who follows you or who disfollows you. There's a bigger plan than all of that. And I was thinking of this, Brother Michael, Ray, today and yesterday. You have been intensely prepared. There's been some intense background for your success. There's been preparation laid out for you. And sometimes it's intense. Sometimes it's like the Bible says, for those that pluck those right out of the fires... And it speaks of them as positively. Blessed are them that carry the gospel. That brings good news. The gospel's still good news. It's preparing us for the body change. It's preparing us to be able to walk across the platform and receive, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And all the years and and maybe the hours will mean nothing to you then. You're looking forward. You're looking down the road. And I trust God would give all of us tonight that kind of a, of a revelation. That it's not just all the now. It's what God has prepared for you. Has some of the times been intense? Has some of the times been intense? But God has put his fire into your heart. And I'll say for myself, that's why we're even here tonight is because someone was intense. Someone showed us the way. Someone cleared a bunch of bramble bushes and carried off some logs. Carried off some, maybe there's a log or a beam in your eye. Somebody preached a message to deliver you from that. You were indebted. You were so far out. But there came a David by your way that brought a message to say, just live and down the road you can be in my kingdom. Say, but I'm distressed. I'm discontented. My life, I don't even know where it's going. And under that anointing of David, it brought all of these mighty Gentile warriors into their land. Into another place. Praise God for that. So all of the training in your life has been specific. The teaching has had a purpose. Nothing that's happened to you has been in vain. It has shaped you. It has molded your life. And tonight you are a product of God's amazing grace. You might feel worthless. You might feel like the bell is broken. But it's still liberty that rings out of your bell. I want to say tonight, now is the time for all the years that you have been under for it to be manifested. There's been much preparation for your success. Many prayers have gone up for you. Many prayers. There's been a lot of prayers go up for you that you didn't even know someone was praying for you. Do you agree tonight? Someone was praying for you and you didn't even know it. Someone was watching your life and you didn't even know it. And when you thought you were being a failure and maybe bringing a shame, when they saw you rebound and come back, what you didn't recognize, that gave them hope. That gave them a message that they too can get up and go. Hallelujah. God came by our way. I think I need to say that again. Prayer is like a nuclear atomic bomb. And there's been a lot of prayers go up for you. Many sermons have come right to you. Ministers have laid aside their lives for you. That's what David meant when he said they have been in jeopardy of their lives. They have given up. They have sacrificed. They have put their life on the line for you. Their sanity. They're they're even thinking, why are we going down this road? Or why are we saying that was for a little sheep? 
that had fallen over a cliff or got injured. There was a, there, there was a roar of an enemy coming after a little lamb. And a sermon went after them and caught them. I say, praise be to God. I've been on the receiving end of those type of sermons. I've been on the receiving end of oil and wine being poured in. And you just sit and amazed that God could say it so clearly. It was like he was coming right to your address. Tonight on this graduation night, there ought to be a lot of appreciation for our lovely Lord Jesus. That puts gifts in the church. They don't know what you're going through, but God knows what you're going through. Do we believe that tonight? And he'll translate it just right down to your heart where you and I have been divinely influenced by some of the very best gifts that God has. His best husbandry to know how to take care of the bride just right so that she can make it into the rapture. You within this building, and we ought to thank God for this, some of the very best gifts of God, you've been influenced by them. When we think and consider tonight all of the spiritual investment that God has put in you, I hope you're feeling special a little bit. All of the spiritual investment in you. There's a treasure chest of power for you to draw on. And it's not a pacifier. It's not a little Tonka truck. But we are committing young adults and young people and even the believers that feed off of this diet within this church. Ought to be so happy that you have a treasure chest, a war chest of power that you can tap into. At any time of any day, there's enough power in you as an astronaut to move you where you need to go or to give you the saith the Lord. We are not immature people now. You're a mature church that should be able to know. I'm not speaking about children. I was at my wife's pre-K a uh, little class and they're getting their awards and tomorrow morning, uh, the Lord willing, we'll be at the, the junior graduation for BCA and we've been to high school grads, we've been to college grads, university grads. But I want you to think spiritually for a moment. So many positives in your life and it ought to bring out a, a gratitude and appreciation to God. That you are not a wandering sheep and a, and someone that's just uh, indebted to no man. You're not indebted to no church. You're not indebted to no other person. There's no other man and woman on the face of this earth that can control you. I got a few amens, but this is liberating. There's nobody that can control your heart. Put us in an isolation place. Take away our Bibles and our tapes. We'll still have Jesus. The Holy Ghost will still be there. Take our heads off. There'll be ten more wanting to take our place. There's young men here that are just waiting to find their place. There's young ladies that are just quivering to receive that kind of encouragement. That you can live this life too. I think it's a weak, a sign of weakness when we have to baby one another along so much. I, I believe there's a time to stand alone and be counted. We are with you, but Christ is in you. We are available, but you are more than a conqueror with Jesus Christ. I pray for you as you go through that trial. I pray for you as you stand in that test. But it's not always just trying to take them out of the test. It's giving them Christ. Is everyone listening tonight? I trust this can be a service you can take into your heart. We have a responsibility to be Christ to one another. When you think of all the positives in your life, some of you have a godly mother. You've had a godly father. There's school teachers that have given their lives literally for your life. There's counselors at camp. Look at around the room tonight. We're surrounded by counselors. We're surrounded by a church. That loves us. 
that is doing all they can that you graduate. Friends, if I can have whole sections of professors and all kinds of uh, trustees of uh, of great big um, institutions standing and cheering and hugging their students, surely as believers, when we see one another making stands for Christ, we can notice that. We can say, I notice that you lifting your hand up tonight, young man there in the back, a teenager. God bless you. God saw you young man there on this side, a little boy raising his hands in worship to God. God bless you. Brother Joshua that prayed tonight, may God make him a warrior. Put fire in our bones and give them lion faces. God's given us camps. He's given us youth meetings and prayer meetings. He's given you good health. Hallelujah. I've heard it more than once lately. We take our health for granted. You, we take our health for granted until it's gone. You take your foot for granted until you break your ankle. We take our arms for granted until something happens with your muscles. That's true. We take our heart for granted until it stops beating. We take our brain for granted until some brain aneurysm strikes us. I'm going to show you a photo in just a few moments of a, of a miracle that just took place in the last few weeks of a brother Matthew that was smitten by a brain aneurysm. And today he gave me a testimony. He's getting better and better and better. Our God does all these things. Brother Leonard there, just uh, Sister Jenny Leonard's father, just passing through Edmonton, also was afflicted by this. This is the last few days. And God, by His amazing grace, He sits here tonight. Brother West Nygaard's there. Could have, could have been over. We could have been announcing the death of our sister Michelle Rivas and sister Sarah tonight. And at a funeral service. But tonight we can give testimony. What about you? What about me? How many near misses did we not even know about? How many thousands of miles and kilometers are put on our cars every year and God protects you? How many times have we got on an airplane and we pray every time that God protects us? But what if that was the day that that one go down? God's protected you. He's given you food and clothing and raiment, given you a family of God. We don't deserve one another. We don't deserve to have gifts brought from all over the world to be our family. We don't deserve that. But God has brought men and women around us to bring out a certain part of our character. And we need one another. I want to give glory to God for the goodness of God and how he's led your life. We're speaking about being under the influence of the mighty angel that is preparing us for our graduation. The goodness of God has led you to where you are tonight. And I think it's good. Brother Alex, I think it's good. I think it's really good that 11-year-old young lady, Sister Charlotte Hoyer, could be baptized a few a Sunday before last in this baptismal tank. I thank God that it was prepared. I thank God that her grandmother could be sitting over here and see the fruits of many, many prayers. And there's more to come. There's a young lady right in this service that wants to see us for baptism. I pray God fill her with the Holy Ghost and before she's even baptized. That's the best way. Then they want to be baptized. There's people that have visited this church. There's visitors here tonight. They might be the last one. Well, welcome to the graduation. There's no big eyes and little U's. We are sons and daughters of God. We need to lay aside our complexes and all our little intricacies and say, we're going forward. I would like to thank God for his love tonight to us. Think about his love. Think about how many sermons we've heard. How many songs we've heard about the love of God. The patience of God. Think about the patience of God for you. Think about the long suffering of God for you. Think about people around you that have suffered because of you 
but we're still with you. Think about how many words have been said against and opposite, yet the body just keeps going forward. Keep being there. Do you know why? So that one day when your mind is restored, you'll come back again. I think of the mercies of God. Have they been new every morning? Think about the grace of God and how it's been unbending for you. That's amazing. Think about his understanding for you. Think about his wisdom as we just close tonight. Think about how he's handled you. Think about how he's watched over you and cared for you. How he's fed you and watered you. I would say maturity is looking for a body and a person to get into. Why don't you offer him yourself? That's what it's all about. Tonight, I've been looking down here one minute before my alarm was to go off. So, Tonight, I want you to think about this isn't just for children or young people, young adults or younger people. It's not just for that graduation. It's with consideration of middle-aged and even older, elder ones that are graduating. They have run their race. Brother Murphy Wong read this very scripture last Wednesday night. Spoke about how that Paul had run his race. And many older ones have fought the fight. And they have fulfilled their mission. And their life and their work on earth is ending. And we talk about a graduation. And that, this is the turn I was talking about. So many are so, so happy and glad about children or young people and they smile and grandpas and grandmas and moms and dads are so proud. But this graduation many times is met with a little bit of uncertainty by the person and by people around them. But it's still graduation. It's graduation. We're being prepared for the great graduation day. But there are those that will graduate. They have come to the end of their mission and they're being called to graduation to receive their prize. Their prize has been for their faithfulness. And they have come to the time of receiving their prize. To accept their honors. And they stand there with sometimes dignity and and their strength. They rise up. It's their time of graduation to acknowledge their work is done and it's important and it is actually necessary for those around them to accept this as part of life. This is the next step. This is the next step. They're graduating. They're moving on. And many times, friends, it's so amazing for the individual and those around them to acknowledge. Oh, friends, however old we are or young, we want to be faithful in our time of graduation. Do we agree? Let's stand to our feet. I'll give you this testimony real quick on the screen. I'll bring you greetings from Boston and Brother David Combo. All the way over on the eastern coast is Boston. This is his family. Three children, an older son, and his daughter that was here with him. And his son that plays the piano on the bottom there, you can see. This was a place we were at. This is a 1800s building, organ. You can see some of these pictures and some of the saints that gathered with us there. Brother Biscoe's been there, Sister Ruth, Brother Tim Dodd, and Sister Sarah, and Brother Murphy. Did you go, Sister Tracy? Not yet. They'd love to have you. These are wonderful saints. This brother here is a pastor from Congo. 4,000 people in his church. It's amazing stories. This is Brother Matthew, the brother that I'm speaking about. This is Brother Matthew. A miracle testimony. Just a few weeks ago, he had a ruptured brain aneurysm. He had a blood hemorrhage within the third part of his brain. 
He sent me this photo today. You can see on the photo, right there is a device playing the prophet of God in his ear. That even though his brain, and even though he literally was going, they didn't know if he was going to live or whether he was not going to live, they played Brother Branham's message. They didn't know if he was going to be graduated. Here's a pastor, maybe stepping over. Come to service, he was meditating before the service. And all of a sudden he started to get a horrible, horrible headache. And he said, if I call 911, it's going to take a while for him to get here. I'm just going to drive myself. He drove right to the emergency. They didn't know if it was going to, if he was even going to make it. But today I got a message from him. Today he said, I'm getting better and better every day by God's grace. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God's been preparing us for the graduation day. For us to be able to walk across the great platform and receive our reward. And I pray God bless you to all of you graduates, even younger ones. Go into another grade. You've excelled well. You've done good. And we rejoice with you. It's a happy, happy week for our church. But there'll be nothing happier than that day. To hear your name called. Hallelujah. You talk about a balcony and a hole downstairs and all of us cheering and screaming when your name is called. There won't be nothing but God's presence and perfect love. There won't be she did this, he did. None of that. It'll be gone. Then why don't we just let it be gone now? Just, Just let it go and put our focus, put our heart into making sure that we're ready for that great graduation day. As we bow our heads tonight, you can play something, Brother Benjamin. As we bow our heads tonight and we're this time, this week goes by. So thankful to see the Holy Ghost brooding, softening, ministering as he has been. Another one of our families that was with us for years, Brother Javier and Sister Gladys and her, their son, went on to Peru today and on to Spain. We trust we see them again. For months they were in the sanctuary. For months they partook of your water, the atmosphere. But they had to go back home. I'm thankful that God has made this place home for you. I wonder with every head bowed, who would say, Lord, I want to be there on that graduation day. I want the sweet Holy Spirit to just sweep through our lives, encourage one another, encourage all our children, young people, middle-aged and older ones. Might get weary in the battle, might get disappointed and misunderstood. Maybe things haven't really worked out the way you had planned always. Be strengthened tonight. Be encouraged. Future destiny. God has it in his hand. It's going to be okay. Heavenly Father, we bless your holy name tonight. Just in this atmosphere, we feel so little and words fall short of our appreciation for you, for the family of God and for your word, what you've meant to all of us and what you mean to your people locally and that we've been able to be touched and touch others in other countries and other places because of a vision, because of a burden. We're thankful tonight. Jesus, in this week of graduation and as the weeks go by and the calendar keeps turning, we don't know what tomorrow holds. I'm sure Friday and Saturday we'll hear other speeches and other people speak now from the word and from their heart. Things we can take much deeper. They mean much more to us than idle words. And just light jokes and frivolous parties. 
but we've stared heaven in the face. We've heard angels singing in the background. As I heard this week, a testimony of someone that heard angels singing in a service. The only time they have in their whole lives. I thank God for the ministry that can bring heaven down to earth. Thank you, Jesus, for a healing place and for a balm, a place of healing and salve that troubled minds and wounded spirits and bodies that have been afflicted could be healed. You can send your word and heal the people in our souls that our faith tonight can be strong in the Lord Jesus Christ. And as warriors, we look at one another. I trust, Lord, we would be under the nature of Jesus Christ that wouldn't just be looking at one another indebted and distressed and upset. But we would have longer range vision than that and see down the road. It'll be worth it all. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father. Lord, if we could just express a little bit of that tonight as we go and we're with one another and a heartfelt handshake and as we are with one another this week, maybe more than more often. As we celebrate, as we're happy, when one rejoices, we all rejoice. It means more than just natural things. But there's a spiritual desire and a spiritual longing inside of the believer. I pray that you would drop down into every heart that would be here tonight and satisfy that longing with your presence. Satisfy that sister, that brother, whether young or old. As sometimes we speak with our children or young people or teenagers, but sometimes the older ones need encouragement too. We need encouragement. So I heard your prophet this afternoon speak and taking sides with Jesus and under discernment, he had saw Brother Orman Neville had gotten discouraged. And he spoke very straight and clearly to him, encouraging him publicly. We have it on tape. Oh, what a great lesson it was to hear your prophet encourage the elder, the pastor the ministry oh it's so good to fulfill your word and communicate with one another it's been good to walk down this journey and this road with other warriors of the faith we bless you tonight God Lord put a smile on the faces of your children let our hearts Lord be encouraged and happy what a wonderful heavenly father you have been to all of us Strengthen us now as we go in these coming hours and days. May it glorify you in Jesus' name. So.